Trevor David with another stellar scintillating episode of Nothing Specific. What I want to know is, what's worse than getting a bad haircut? What's worse than getting a bad haircut? The other question I have is, what's so difficult about doing what I ask the barber to do? What's so difficult about just doing what I'm asking you to do? I'm giving you directions. It's not like it's a restaurant where I go in and I order a plate of food and, you know, I, I have no idea how they're going to cook it. They, you know, they, the chef cooks it however he wants to and then he bring it, brings it back to me and, you know, I just hope it's good. It's not like that. When you go to a barber, you tell them exactly what to do. How can they screw that up? How do you, how do you screw up, take a little off the sides? How do you, how do you... How do you mess that up? How do you, what, what goes, what, what's the translation thing? Where's the, where's the lost in translation when I ask the barber take a little off the sides? Like, what is he thinking? What goes into his brain? Oh, you mean you want a mohawk? Because that's what's happened, that's what happened to me three or four days ago. I go to get a haircut. I tell the barber, he asks me, how do you want it? I tell him, eh, take a little off the sides. I sit down in the chair. He turns me around so I can't see what he's doing in the mirror. Why do barbers do that? Why do they turn your back to the mirror? Why not turn you towards the mirror so you can see what he's doing? Why? Well, what's, what's, what's the mystery? He turns me around. 15 minutes later, he turns me back around to look at what he's done, and I've got a mohawk. I'm 55 years old. I, I, I can't, I can't. <sighs> it's not today's topic. We're going to talk about something else. I got a special guest. My man, Japan Pimp, is here with me once again. Japan Pimp, what's going on, brother? Well, Trevor, I'm still pimping. Have you ever gotten a really bad haircut, bro? Have you ever gotten a, a haircut so bad that when you looked at yourself in the mirror, all you could do was drop your head and think about life for a solid three, four minutes in silence? Have you ever? Has Have you? I mean, maybe when I was 16, but ever since then, I've been cutting my own hair. But See, in, that's... The, in, in, the, in the hairstylist defense... I know they consider themselves artists, and they want room for artistic, <laughs> um, um, uh, what was that called, interpretation. So your, your head is their canvas. You got to be kidding. Are you, are, are you saying that you think barbers are artists, or are you saying, which is much, much different, are you saying they think they're artists? What do you... What? They think they think they're artists. You've got to be kidding me. Are you serious? That's what they think? Yeah. Well, that's what I think they think. I think they're just performing a service. Like I said, if you're a musician or a painter, let's say, or, you know, a fashion designer, nobody can tell you what to do. Nobody can dictate to you how to write your songs or, or, or paint your paintings. A barber, though... You go in there and you tell him exactly what you want. Where is the room for interpretation? That's my point. I had no idea that these barbers are thinking, okay, now that you've said whatever it is you want to say, I'm going to do what I want to do. Is that what you're telling me they're doing, bro? That's exactly what I'm telling you they're doing. I mean, listen, Paul Mitchell famous hair well okay listen there's hairstylists right and then there's barbers right women go to hairstylists most guys go to barbers now when a woman goes to a hairstylist she says work your magic and they get in there and do something creative and she's like i love it you know but a guy goes to a barber he's just like off the top off the sides i want to get out of here and play some basketball that that so, so, that's exactly what I was thinking, bro. You know, I, you know, I stopped in at this barber shop on my way to the gas station, JP. I didn't even think, I, I, I wasn't thinking, hey, I need a haircut or, you know, let me go get something. I, it, it, it was so, it was such a minuscule 
part of, I, I, I thought it would have been such a minuscule part of my, I'll go get a cup, I'll get a little taken off the sides, clean myself up a little bit. I, you know, I'm looking a little shaggy on the side. Let me go get, I had no idea it would be the life-changing disaster that it's turned out to be. Because like you, I'd say for the past, honest to goodness, 30 years, I've been cutting my own hair. Just get a sciz- pair of scissors. You know, well, I had I had locks. I had dreadlocks during the 90s up until about 2008, 9. So let's say for the, all right, so for the last 10 years, I've been cutting my own hair. Two, three days ago, I figured, eh, what the hey? I'll go, you know, eh, what the hey? I got 20, 25 bucks to spare. I'll go let somebody do it. Ten minutes later, I've got, I, you know, I've got a mohawk, bro. I'm, I'm dealing with a mohawk. I'm dealing with a mohawk. Well, maybe that person was a former stylist. All I know is, when it comes to those fashion magazines that the ladies read, and they got the, you know, hairstylists put their models on the covers of these magazines. Not barbers. Not barbers. So maybe your barber was a former hairstylist. And they're doing artistic interpretation. You know, I'll tell you something else that you have taught me. You know, I had no idea that women do what you said they do. I had no idea that they go into the hairstylist and say, hey, work your magic. Is are you you're you're kidding? That's what they do. They, they, They don't they have no. They don't tell the, 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 the hairstylist, hey, I want a swoopy, you know, a swoopy, you know, wave crest up here and back here. I want like, a, you know, an aerodynamic pelican fluff. They don't they don't uh, go. Uh, what they do, what they do is they go into the, the, the hairstylist or hair salon and then they have, a, you know, an idea of what they want and they talk about different hairstyles they've seen other people have and they want something like that and then they give freedom to the hairstylist to do something interesting. That is, um, that is yeah, women, shocking. Women give that freedom. That's why they're hairstylists. That is absolutely shocking. I had no idea, bro. I had no idea. They... Wow, that blows That's my mind. That's why women look for a good hairstylist. It's like, do you know a good hairstylist? Do you, know, do you know a good salon? Because a good salon is that Paul Mitchell person that puts their own little flair, you know, into what they're doing on their with their hair. You know, you know uh, if you go to a bad hairstylist, they're just a robot just doing it like everyone else. And that, I had no idea. See, because men, in my experience, and I might be wrong, in my experience, n- no male friend of mine has ever said, Hey, Trevor, you know a good barber? Why? Because a barber does what you tell him to do, essentially. And most, you know, men, I'm, I'm going to you know, stick my head out on a, on a limb. Black men, I, I, don't re- I can't speak for Asian men, Hispanic men, you know, white men. Most black men, our hair, you know, being of the texture it is, it's pretty similar. So, you know... There's not a lot of different things black men do with their hair, you know. It's like, you know, their hair design is basically a set of dimensions. Exactly. You know, I want want my hair a a centimeter thick on the side. That's it. And I want it to fade to the top. That's it. Just as, you know, two and a half centimeters. Like, like, it's like cutting grass foam or like wool you know it's like we we can't do the 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 fucking hair foam swap to do the bangs in the front and all that fancy surfer dude hairstyle we can't do that no no that's my point that's my point brother take a little off the sides how do you interpret that as i'm gonna give this nigga here a mohawk how, what what's I'm gonna it give this dude a kitten play stovetop why are you doing that to me sir i'm 55 years old please please don't do that to my hair sir how old was the dude the dude was uh, he was at least in his late 30s or 40s at least you know he was at well, least maybe you rolled in there and he's like oh here's, here's an old dude Here's an old cat. He probably is down with that, with that stove top stuff they had in the '80s. So I'll like hook him up with something, with something he probably likes. You know, I want. I, you know, I'll be honest with you. I, I wanted to cry, bro. 
I wanted to cry. I, you know, I, you know, I, it's not like I'm, I'm not soft. You know, I'm not a simp. But when I looked in the mirror and I saw this, this, and it's, you know what? The thing is, it isn't even a mohawk. If it were a mohawk, that'd be something I could go around and tell people, hey, I decided to get a mohawk. You know, what he gave me is like a semi fro hawk. It's like a fro hawk. I don't even have a mohawk. I've got a fro hawk. I don't want a fro yeah, hawk. I know, I know, I know what that, that you're talking about, where it's kind of real short on the sides. And it gets short where, where it starts cresting over to the crown of your head. It's still short. And then it comes up to this, like, this cupy point at the top of your head. That's, a, that's exactly right. But you keep you keep saying it's short on the side. That's my point. It's not short. Brother, I'm bald on the sides of my head. I'm bald. He took off all the hair on the, on the sides and then you got a cupid point going on the top why why am i doing this how do i like face that, like that japanese manning's character how do i face my wife looking like a black japanese frohawk qp 55 year old and you know what else you know what else i got a slight pot belly justin uh, uh jp that you complete the look i mean you're like the black qp just like go to the combi Go pick up some cupid mayonnaise. Go pick up like ten bottles. Bring it home. Hold the bottles to your face. Ask your wife what's up. <laughs> Ask my wife what's up. <laughs> Is that what you said? Ask my. Come in and ask my. Hey, what's up, baby? What's up? Yeah. So listen, let me ask you a question. We were talking earlier. Okay, so, you know, Japan Pimp is married to a Japanese woman. I'm married to a Japanese woman. We both spent, you know, a lot of time living in Japan. That's, that's, That's kind of our connection. We both have this Japan connection. Um, but I just found out that... So Japan Pimp, let me ask you a few questions for our, for our audience. How, how long have you been married? Uh, I'm 47. I got married to my first Japanese wife when I was 26. Met her when I was 24, and I've basically been immersed in Japanese culture ever since. So that's that's half my life. So your current wife, you're you're married to her. How long? Uh, 10 years. 10 years. Your wife and 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 the majority of your marriage has been here in America. Yes. Uh, about, about half of it. About half. Five years. Five years. Your wife's been in America here in five years. For, he, he, your wife's been here in America, sorry, for five years. Well, no, no, most of it. Actually, maybe um, the first three years was Japan. Yeah, so, yeah, that's right. About, about seven years now in America. Seven years in America, you and your wife married. You told me earlier, your wife's English is not real good. She's been here seven years. But her English, you said, it's according to you, her English isn't real good. What do you attest that to? I mean, when you said you you said you got to Japan when you were 26, how how was your Japanese at that point? Uh, when I got to Japan when I was 20, so, well, okay, listen, there's a difference though. You need context for okay. this. Okay. So the context is. I was, uh, when I met my first wife, I was 24 years old when I met my first wife. She just came to San Francisco for some sightseeing and whatever else. We happen to have mutual friends. Our parents uh, had mutual friends. I linked up. I thought she was cute. Two years later, we're married. And then we moved to Japan a few years after we're married. Uh, But the thing is, when I met my first wife, uh, her English was poor. But I had to learn Japanese because I was trying to get in her pants. You know what I'm saying? I was trying to, you know, I was trying to understand the you know, talk her language. So I had a high motive. I was very motivated to learn the language. So I learned what I had to do in order to talk to the ladies. Now, that's different than my current wife, who I met when she was already in her 30s and we got married. And then we moved to America when she was basically 
um, you know, late 30s or whatever. Um, I can't remember how old she is. Anyway, it don't matter. She's like, okay, she's 42. So we moved to America in her, in her mid-30s. She has no motive to learn English. She is those, she's one of those foreigners that, that I used to hate growing up in California. I used to walk down the street and look at these old-ass Asian people at the time. Old was like 40 or older. I used to look at these old-ass people when I was a kid and go, what the fuck is the matter with you, you stupid foreigner? You can't speak English. Like, you live in America, learn English. They, when you move to a foreign country in your 30s and 40s, and you don't have a, a, a high, a high um, motivator to learn the language, like, you're not, you know, you're not trying to marry someone there with... It's like you're just hanging out with people in your own language. You're just learning a couple of words to go shopping. That's it. Um, so my wife is one of those foreigners now. The foreigners that I used to hate when I was young because they didn't speak English. She moved to America when she was in her mid-30s. She speaks Japanese at home. We speak Japanese at home. Um, I do all the speaking when we're outside the home. And she really has no reason to learn English. Uh, so it's, it's a very slow learning process for her. So... You know, I, you're 26. You're in Japan. You want to learn to speak to the girls in Jap in Japan. You, you you naturally learn to speak their language. You know that's your motivation. It's a high motivation. I did the same thing. You meet a woman. You know, um, 10, 12, 13, 15 years later, Japanese woman in Japan. You move to America with her. You marry her. You don't think that that's a strong enough motivation for her to learn to speak English. I'm, I'm, I'm married to an American man. I'm living in America. It, you don't think that that's motivation no, enough? I mean, I mean, listen, if I was, if the tables were turned, let's say, let's say some Japanese woman or whoever, Brazilian, whatever. I like Brazilian ladies, you know, they, they, they look hot. I'm a Brazilian kick now. So let's say a Brazilian lady moves to America uh, and, and I meet her in my fucking mid-30s and we get married and we move to Brazil. Fucking, I don't need to learn, I don't need to learn Portuguese if she speaks English. If she speaks, why do I need to learn Portuguese? What, so I could, I mean, I need to learn enough Portuguese to pick up some pork chops at the store. That's all I need to know. This is true, I can't argue with that. Let me ask you this. You said you're on sort of a Brazilian woman kick. When you say that, you're speaking purely physically, or uh, you know, it, it, for example, if you were no, a single. No, just physically, you know, just physically, because you know, hey, look, the Asian ladies are lacking upstairs and downstairs. Let's just be real about it. And so sometimes I enjoy looking at more voluptuous figures. So, so having said that it's kind of a given and it is and it, there's nothing i don't think it's a sexist or racist statement i think it's just a statement of facts physically speaking japanese women asian women in general um japanese women specifically since that's who we're talking about they are not ample bodied women the way we brothers are socialized to find sexy so they don't have the physical attributes that naturally I don't know, you know, catch your eye. Although, you know, there's a case to be made that they do. You know, there are certain different physical attributes that they have. We can get into that later. But given that physically they aren't as sexually uh, enticing as, say, like you said, a Brazilian woman with a fat ass or you know, a sister with a fat ass, what is it about Japanese women that you and I in particular, that's all we can talk about, our experience what is it that has made both of us marry and divorce well marry two japanese women two japanese women after having divorced a japanese woman what is the attraction what's the what's the quality for you and japanese women that made you marry the first one then divorce her then marry I mean, another I wanna, one. I want to hear. I want to hear from you first. So, like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll I'll show you mine if you show me yours. So, All right. So, yeah, you, you know, let's talk about let's talk about. Cause you're a fascinating guy. You know, when I went to Japan, you know, here's this uh, tall, slender, you know, black Casanova uh, 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 dude over here doing his thing. I was just like, okay, 
get, you know, and I got to know you over the years, really cool cat and everything. I mean, and, and you're all about, you know, Japanese women and stuff. What, it, it, you know, it, and you moved to Japan in your, what, late, in, in, your, in your 30s? In my 30s, yes. Okay, so, I mean, were you into Japanese women before you moved to Japan? I was not. I was not. And so... And, and so what did you experience with Japanese women that caused you to get hooked on the market? Wow. Wow. Uh, hmm. You know, I, let me let me preface what I'm going to say by saying when I left America in my 30s, after having experienced, you know, a number of relationships with American women um, of all different Wow, it's 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 is it is it it's a ridiculous thing to say. I experienced a number of rela- relationships with American women of all different nationalities. That doesn't make sense because what I mean by that is, you know, I I dated a Vietnamese American. I've dated white Americans, Black Americans, you know, um, a Mexican American, um, a Polish American. Um, but they were these women were essentially raised here in America and when I left something inside of me was silently sort of saying Trevor this is not working something's not right with with this with these uh, with your relationships with these American women Trevor something's either screwed up with your expectations or their expectations or the playing field or the environment, I, I, I didn't know, but I knew something was wrong. I get to Japan. And so what became what became right in Japan? Wow. Um, I think a lot of it has to do, Japan Pimp, with Japan's value system, um, which Japanese women you know, embody. They are the female embodiments of the Japanese value system. And some of those values are a certain, you know, a certain sense of respect. Okay. So for example, I'm outside right now. My wife is inside. My Japanese wife is inside the apartment. It's 1030. I took a shower, got my clothes on, got my car keys. And I said to her, Hey, I'll be right back. My wife said to me, and that's it. She didn't ask me, where are you going? What are you doing? When are you going to be back? Who are you going to see? She didn't ask me anything. She just said, which of course in Japanese means take care, be careful. That's all she said. And that to me is priceless. Okay, that to me is priceless. That goes to a certain amount of respect for the other person for the other person's needs, desires, wants, life, uh, my, my, the majority, the overwhelming majority of Japanese women that I've dated in my life, and I've dated a lot, 10 years in Japan, I dated a lot. The overwhelming majority of those Japanese women just were not overly concerned with my personal life outside of whatever we were doing they didn't when, when the time that we spent together was precious for both of us myself and whatever japanese woman i'm involved in then when i left when we departed ways there was no stress there was no sense of it's my responsibility to make her happy you know our relationship is the number one you know uh responsibility of both of us and when we're not together there's the the, 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 there should be these invisible strings of attachment that manifest in her trying to control my every movement and trying to japanese women just don't they don't do that the the ones again the ones that i've been involved with they just they don't do that they they they're just respectful of your personal private space and life in a way that reflects the japanese general cultural value of 
respecting people's private space, personal space, keeping it sort of on the surface and not digging too deep. I, you know, I, I, that was one thing about Japanese women that, and, and, and continues to be something I can't do without. Uh, you know, I, 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 my, my experience with women here in America is the exact opposite. You meet them, there's attraction, you go on a few dates, you know, you, you, you get intimate, you have sex, whatever the case may be. A few months into it, she thinks she owns you. And she, 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 she wants you to sort of think you own her. There's this sense of, I can't live without you. Uh, and, and you shouldn't be able to live without me. And all of our free leisure time should be spent with each other, trying to please each other. Because thank God we found each other because we're destined to be together. And uh, it, it's all... It's like this... It's like this heavy emotional baggage. Oh my God! With women in American society, that Hollywood perpetuates in their music and movies, and this fucking like like you watch The Notebook with Keanu Reeves and whoever that stupid bitch was. It's like it's like get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. And then women in this country just eat that stuff up. The women and the men they expect their relationships to be that way. They all get involved for these highly emotionally charged reasons why they should be together, their soulmates and all this bullshit. And then the second the emotions change, they want a divorce. Exactly. Not only that, but the second you, I don't know, reassert your individuality or your independence while you're in a relationship with an American or Americanized woman, the second you assert the fact that, hey, we're not Siamese twins here. I'm an independent grown man. We met a few months ago. We may have been intimate any number of times, but I, I still have you know, my own volition to do what I want to do. The moment you do that, you become their enemy. You become their enemy. They feel it's their right to chew you, a new asshole, uh, scream on you in public, belittle you, make you feel responsible responsible for their emotional outbursts, um, make you feel as though you're responsible for th- their existence when you may have met this woman three months ago at a bar. And, and that's just... That's just too much. That's just, it's just too much. And if you were to say to an American woman, hey, that's too much. Your, 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 ba- your emotional baggage is a little too heavy. She'd feel offended and be really, really quick to say, fuck you. And who needs that? You'll never, you'll never get that with a Japanese woman. Never. You know what it is? I mean, better in illustrations, but it's almost like the, the, the society, you know, the Japanese society conditions women to behave like cats. They're kind of indifferent and they're around. They hang around the house and they keep themselves clean and they're really pretty to look at. It's good to touch and, you know, but then they're kind of like, yeah, fuck it. I don't care. I'm just going to. They're really indifferent, but American society conditions women and men to be like dogs, like highly, like, like literally you leave the house for 30 minutes and then you come back and they're like, oh my God, I haven't seen you like all day. They're jumping out, they want it, and they're always on your lap and they're sticking their nose between your legs and they want, and it's like, get away from me, stop it, go lay down and get out. It's like, it's literally cat and dogs. I completely, completely agree with that. There's this... There's this over-exaggerated sense of a need both for affection and to display affection constantly from American women. You've got to constantly be kissing them or they've got to, like you said, constantly be kissing you. There's, there's got to constantly be some 
you know, artificial, sexual, uh, you know, romantic, um, um, you know, life or death kind of romance between you so that that leaves no room for air in the relationship. That leaves no room for air and it also leaves no room for error. Errors being not texting back immediately, for example. An American woman, you, you, she texts you, and no matter what time of the day or night it is, she's expecting you to text back immediately. She has no concern for what you may be doing, may not be doing, where your, your, your phone just happens to not be in your hand. She doesn't care if you... She's got a, a, her own mental idea of when you should text back. If you don't text back, within 10, 15 minutes, you're in trouble. And they have no problem telling you you're in trouble. That's another thing that I really, really appreciated and still appreciate with these, with Japanese women. American women are conditioned to believe that every moment is an opportunity for them to express every emotion that they've ever had to go into detail about the emotion that they're having right now and how you're responsible for their emotion and what are you gonna do to help fix their momentary emotional crisis. Japanese. Yeah, all about their emotions and what you're doing. Exactly. To, to, to support it, to make it, to make, to keep it at that, at that uh, euphoric state. Exactly. Whatever you're doing. Or if you're not doing that, what you can do to, you know, or what you're doing to take it off that euphoric state. But Japanese women, uh, uh, people, and then women, that culture in general, it's not about that. It's about what can you do to keep the other person, to, to, to respect the other person's space and give them um, the freedom to do what makes them happy. Well, at the same time, from the freedom for them to do themselves what makes them happy. Well, at the same time, honoring your commitment to the relationship. Exactly. Oh, my God. You, you, you just said a golden mouthful. That's exactly right. Japanese people in general, their value system is one that respects people's individual right to their own emotional state as opposed to ours, which seems to... Uh, seems to support the idea that, well, these two people are in this relationship, whether no matter how long it's been, two months or 20 years, and they're responsible for each other's emotion. And therefore, if one partner doesn't do whatever the other partner thinks he should do in order to support her emotional state, he's a bad guy. Japanese, that, that doesn't exist in Japan. That doesn't exist in Japan. And that's, that was another thing that I just, I grew to wonder. I grew to just kind of realize and wonder, whoa, what are we doing in America? Like, and like you said, it dawned on me, man, Every movie I've ever seen, every American movie I've ever seen is based on this undying soulmate can't live without you kind of romance that leaves no room for anything else. And like I said earlier, no room for error. It having lived in Japan for 10 years and coming and now having been back in America for eight years and kind of, you know, re-acclimated to America and re-Americanized myself, the way that Americans carry on their relationships, it seems so immature to me. Do you understand it? It just, well, I... Well, it, it is, you know, when I first, when I was 24 and I met my first wife and, you know, we got married when I was 26, a couple years later, she would, when we were watching these romantic American movies, she would laugh at like the romantic heart, you know, emotional scene where most American women would cry or go, oh, she would laugh. She would laugh almost to tears. And I'll just be like, what? What? And she's like, 
she's like, you Americans are so stupid. Like, oh, I love you. So emotional. And she's like, why do people in your country get married because of emotions? Like, you're not supposed to be with, you know, want to be with someone forever because of some emotion. Like, love. Love's just an emotion. Like, like you don't even know who that person is. Da, 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 da. So, you know, all, all of that really helps to to underscore that the whole reason behind um, the Japanese society, the whole reason behind marriage and relationship with Japanese society, very different than here in America. And, to, and, and a final point on this is, you know, 30 years ago in Japan, the divorce rate was like 10%. You know, 30, 40 years ago, divorce rate were like, were like 10%. Of, of many people, if not most, got married with those marriage arrangement things where they look at the person's marriage resume basically as their blood type and their job and their savings and their family history and all that bullshit. And they can put these resumes in front of the ladies and the men and they do the matchmaking thing. And you know, some people still do that in Japan. So they weren't really marrying for love or emotion. They were making a business decision for marriage and they would all go to the love hotels and have their little koi bitos on the side and fuck around and everything. But nobody would get divorced. They'd stay together because they weren't, it wasn't them being committed to each other personally. It was about them being committed to the promise they made of, uh, a promise they made of being in a relationship. But then you fast forward to today, Japan's divorce rate has jumped up to like 40, almost 50% because they're becoming more westernized. You know, more Western values are, you know, being ingrained in that society. It's, to me, it's a sad thing to see. Um, but, um, you know, those are the differences between the two societies. And, and thank goodness I, I, I was able to get a wife who, um, you know, was a little more old school Japanese. Well, you know, what you said is so key. What you said is so key. What, I, what I'm learning, and I've had to learn it here in my second relationship. What I'm learning, um, and I'm really, really thankful to my wife for this, is that you're exactly right. I made a commitment to our relationship, okay? I made a commitment to this marriage and the personal ins and outs, ups and downs that we go through, my wife and I, that we go through in our marriage, those personal ins and outs and ups and downs shouldn't, to the best of our ability, shake the foundation of the commitment we made to our marriage. So knowing that there's a certain security and stability that I know that I know my marriage is going to continue to have because I know my wife is committed to continuing our marriage. However, with a font with an American woman, like I said, you, you, you don't return her text, your your wife. You don't return your wife's text in the time that she wants you to return it. A few too many times, she wants to get a divorce. She, you know, she, in American, American relationships are based on commitment to this, the emotional state of, of an individual. Japanese relationships, well, at most, uh, uh, are, 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 like you said, they're, they're committed to the, to, the, um, to the respect and the promise and the agreement of a, of a lifelong committed relationship huge difference because when that emo- when, when that individual changes an american woman or man is going to be like you changed when i married you. you 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 were like this but now you're a different person i don't even recognize you anymore i don't love you anymore i'm out with sancho and then you're going to come home one day there's going to be a, lot, a note on the table talking about you know how so and so left you know she's out of here whatever else don't have to worry about that stuff, man, when it comes to relationships with Japanese women. I'm not talking about American Japanese women born in America. I'm talking about Japanese women born and raised, you know, in Japan. Because their whole value system, you know, the reason for their relationships is different. They're committed to the relationship, not the individual. So it's a very, it's a very comfortable relationship because there is, there's, worry about drama you don't have to worry about these 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 huge ups and downs that happen as a result of 
emotionally charged foundations. That's 100% right. That's completely, completely right. That's one of the reasons why I respect and love my wife, you know, because I know that she's committed to maintaining our relationship. Even if I am a monster and an asshole, I know that she's not sitting there thinking, I'm going to leave this guy. At least I hope. I, I, I hope well, she's not well, thinking look, that. She was, she was gone for five months, right? She went back home. She went to Japan for a while, right? You, you know, we had a couple of phone calls, you know, talking about things. Yeah, now, if, if she was an American and she left you for five months to go back to her whatever parents in Nebraska or something like that, that's a, you tell that. I've heard a thousand American guys tell that story before, and it usually doesn't end well. You know, the, she's staying home with her parents and uh, the relationship's ending. But, you know, your wife came, she just wanted to get back home, take a little break, whatever, recharge, come back home. She's, uh, she's back at home, you know, fulfilling her obligation of the relationship. Um, and um, that's what her family expects her to do. That's what her society expects her to do. And it's good for the relationship. You know, I had, <laughs> I had almost everyone, almost almost all my friends, with with a fair, very few very few exceptions, almost all my friends, both male and female, um, asked me. This is what they said to me. You let your wife go away for five months? You let your wife leave for five months? I would never let my wife leave for five months. To, to, to which my response is, first of all, what's this let word? What, what do you mean I let, what do you mean I let her go? I, she, she decided to go, you know, she, 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 she's an autonomous individual. She decided to go back to her country for X amount of time who am I to stand in her way? On top of which, exactly like you said, making your point, making our point, I knew, regardless of how she's gone, my wife is committed to our marriage. She's, she, she, she's, she's committed to maintaining our marriage. It might be difficult. We're going to go through some, you know, difficult times, you know, while she's here, while she's gone. But I know she's committed to maintaining our relationship. And what that has done for me is it has instilled in me a certain understanding that I'm also committed to this relationship. I, you know, I, Trevor, you're not allowed to to freak out and, and think, well, I'm going to leave her, you know, she, she better behave how I want her. I'm going to leave or, you know, she's not doing this. So I'm going to leave Trevor. You're not allowed to do that. You, you watching my wife and her firm, solid, peaceful commitment to our marriage has taught me to have that same firm, solid, peaceful commitment to our marriage. And again, that's a reflection to me on the Japanese people as a whole. It's, it's, it's one of their values, you know, a maintenance of stability, uh, a maintenance of security, a certain amount of subjugation of your emotional attachment to any particular moment in favor of harmony. This is another. Well, yeah, that, that, but, but it goes back to that foundation of they're committed to the relationship. It's not about the individual. It's not about emotions or feelings or, or whatever. You know, I need this. It's about commitment to the relationship and doing what it takes to make it work. And that causes, that causes trust, not in the individual, but the outcome of the relationship. So, for example, in Japan, oftentimes you'll see couples where the husband has to work in another city or another area. And the husband will travel you know to like from from like i don't know let's just say like uh i don't know uh from tokyo to gifu let's say let's say the husband works at some university in gifu which is like fucking six seven hours uh, a train ride and transportation from from somewhere in tokyo over to gifu okay and he's not going to come home every night you know he works he works at a university he has an apartment in gifu he works in gifu and he might come home on the weekends right or he might come home one one weekend a month for years 
and there are Japanese couples that roll like that. Pretty common. Um, yep. No, no, no big deal. And, and, and then the wife, uh, this is very normal in Japan, the wife gets pregnant, the husband's working, his, his role in that relationship and that com- commitment to the relationship is to be the breadwinner. Wife gets pregnant, stops her job, that's just how it is. Or they usually stop their jobs when they get married. Goes to her parents' house at month, I don't know, seven, when she's seven months pregnant, goes to her parents' house, just leaves her husband, goes to her parents' house, stays at her parents' house for month seven, has the baby, stays at her parents' house a couple more months, and finally comes back to the husband, you know, three months, six months later, you know, because it, 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 that's just normal over there. So, it, it, you know, they, they have an immense security knowing that both of them are committed to this relationship. You ask me, you know, why, what were some of the things about Japanese women that, um, you know, made me become attracted to them, made me, made me, I guess, at the end of the day, choose them over American women. So let's, you know, continue along that vein. Um, sex. Let's, let's talk about sex. Now, uh... I, I, I had a lot of experiences in Japan, as did you, sexually. I mean, it... it I mean, I, a couple. I mean, a couple. I found it to be... It, it was a kid in a candy store kind of thing. Let's just, let's just be honest. Let's not be sarcastic. Let's not beat around the bush. You know, as an American black man in Japan, we both were overwhelmed with the amount of sexual freedom, choice, experience that we had. To, I, it, it was easy to get to quote unquote let me it was easy to get sex from Japanese women but you know what that doesn't mean Japanese women are easy that's not no what, no it's, it's just it, that's another thing I like about their society sex is just a sober that that word means play you go to the amusement park you're doing a sober you go to the to, to fishing you're doing a sober you take a lady to uh, out for some uh, person uh, to Mr. Donuts and take her to the fucking you know, love hotel after that. That's a soap. It's, it, it is not. They don't have all these Christian, you know, conservative Christian hangups when it comes to saving themselves from it. They don't know what that shit is. They don't believe in the Bible shit. They're just all about enjoying life and being natural in nature. And that's just what the human body likes to do. And we're just enjoying our human bodies. And um, and, and so it's not that they're easy. It's just that they are more, um, they don't have the hangups when it comes to enjoying their natural bodies. That's, that's what that uh, let me pick up you you know asobu uh, you know i'm familiar with that word means play um i interpreted that in the way that you touched on sex is a biological function you know it's a biological function that we humans do when we're attracted when we when we want to get intimate when we it feels good the japanese women that i met nine and a half 9.9 out of 10 of them that's how they felt if i went out with one or if one of them saw me and we chatted each other up felt attracted to each other we had sex and we had sex if, 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 if you ask a japanese woman you have a couple of drinks and you say it's just implied you're gonna fuck we had sex and there wasn't, like you said, this game of, well, we should hold out for X amount of time, four weeks, two months. We, we should go on X amount of dates first before we're sexual with each other. We should, you know, we should, we should express some kind of verbal exclusivity clause to each other before we allow this biological function that is tearing through our bodies to actually happen. In Japan, like you said, there wasn't this big, great Hollywood pretense of how this sex thing should go down. It was just, oh, you're attracted to me? I'm attracted to you? You know, 
you, you seem pretty clean. I, you know, I, I'm pretty clean. Let's go have sex. And then... Yeah, but, you know, it's not just a Japanese thing. You look at Iceland. I was watching some YouTube videos about Iceland. An American woman went to Iceland and was interviewing Icelandic women. And she was shocked that they that the women pay for the guys' drinks, you know, half the time. And the women invite the guys to have sex when they just meet them at the bar. And they're like, well, yeah, you guys are sluts. And they're like, you don't even have a word in this country, in Iceland for sluts. Why would you, why would you want to date a guy you've never fucked? That's what the Icelandic women were saying. You want to fuck a guy first to know if it's a good physical match and if the sex is good. And then if the sex is good, then you can decide if you want to start dating him. Yeah, that that's that's that makes sense. But you say that you say that to an American woman. See that that goes to the heart of the whole the whole relationship uh, equation, the whole equation of sexuality here in America. You say something like that to an American woman who has been taught to believe that her vagina, her sex is this gold yeah this this golden uh you know this this incredibly valuable golden like you said religious uh spiritual thing she'll think you're crazy i had an american i had an australian roommate in in when i lived in japan and australian women think the same exact way American women think. I had this Australian girl. She was just my roommate. So I'm dating in Japan and I'm bringing women home. You know, I'm bringing these Japanese women home and we're having a great time in my room. She can hear us. Uh, The Japanese women are bringing me food. You know, they're cooking food for me. They're just, just being kind <laughs> just being kind enjoying themselves giving themselves of me during the you know in the moment that we're together this australian girl started to call these japanese women stupid i can't believe your date in this stupid this the girl's so stupid trevor she's so stupid why i'd say why do you think what, what why is she stupid you don't even know the girl why is she stupid She's bringing you food, cooking your food, and 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 doing your laundry, and 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 giving you sex. She doesn't even know you had a, a different girl the other night, and the next night she's stupid. While you, to my Australian roommate, are here single, alone, you can't get a man to look at you. Why do you think that is? Why do you think it is that you, my Australian roommate? can't get a man to look twice at you while these Japanese girls out here aren't worried at all about not getting attention from men and when they do get attention from men they're nice to them they're nice to them that's the same response the American woman got when she was interviewing the Icelandic women oh no we we always fuck a guy first before we date him she was like you're sluts you're stupid same thing it's just American society and Australian society they just condition relationships a different way you know continuing along you know the why I liked Japanese why I still you know favor Japanese women um so yeah, I just wanted to, you know, kind of put the icing on the cake of the talk about sex. Because these Japanese women aren't so mentali- mentally and psychologically wrapped up in the idea that sex equals sin and their, you know, their chastity is 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 the, the mo- their most valuable asset and you know, the man has to prove his worth in some way in order for you to succumb to your biological desire to be with this man. Because none of that existed with these Japanese women, because it was purely biological, the sex itself was orders of magnitude better than almost any sex I've ever had with any other woman, with any other woman from any nationality. That's and and I just can't. I don't want to beat around the bush about it. Lots of people wonder. Well, well, what is the fascination with these Japanese women? That's one of them. The sex is better. The physical intercourse is better because this woman is giving herself to you and giving over to her biological urge completely in the moment. She's not thinking. Well, next, you know. 
we've been on four dates, so now I'm going to give him sex or, uh, you know, he's he's going to be my boyfriend after this or she's not thinking any of that. That Japanese woman that's having sex with you is just giving into the biological urge for sex that has sprung up in her naturally and that just makes the act of sex so much better so much more satisfying yeah that that and i think japanese women have a lot less sex than american women absolutely and isn't and, and, and isn't that a paradox yeah, it, but but, it, but it, they have sex less often, but it's because it's not something they're seeking out because it's just so like, it's kind of like living next to the museum. Like if you live next door to the museum and you have you can go there anytime for free, you probably never go there. But then you have all these people coming out of town who've never been to the New York Met and they're like, oh man, oh, I totally got to go to the Met. And you're like, man. I was born and raised here, but uh, next door to that, I got free tickets for life. I've just never been there. But you know, so to them, to Japanese women, sex is just so there and so open. They can anytime they want to, whatever. They just like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna stay home or whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the movies with Takashi. Yeah, you know, I, you know, if he wants me to suck his dick, I'll suck his dick. Well, it's not, it, you know, they might, they might have a guy, a boyfriend here and there they might have a couple of boyfriends during their life they might have some sex maybe like two three times a year but then when us foreign guys get there and we're just plowing through these japanese women we are just fucking the shit out of them and we're just rocking their world and they react they're very reactive in the bedroom in a genuine way not in an American woman like, oh yeah, baby, give it to me. Oh yeah, daddy, fuck me. They're not. They're not doing that. They're they're genuinely reacting at a completely different level than um, than American women in the bedroom. Without all the emotional baggage, without all the Christian, Judeo-Christian, sex equals sin hanging over their head, without. The notion of, well, this guy's going to spend X amount of money on me or this guy's going to give me this certain status in his life. None of that is going through a Japanese girl's mind while the act is is, is taking place. Let no. me... Let me... And, and she doesn't care what you do to her in the bedroom, the Japanese woman. And, and, um, and she, she doesn't care what you do. She lets you do what you want to do. And, and, and I'll be honest, my experiences with Japanese women have been different than American women. Um, the sex is better with Japanese women, you know, from Japan, in the, re- in the regard that I just explained, they're very reactionary. But the American women just move better. They, they, they were so, you know, it's like dancing, you know, you see some Japanese women in a nightclub, they all move like robots, you know, you put American women in a nightclub, she's gonna know how to work her body and move it. So physical, physical movement in the bedroom with an American woman is superior to a Japanese woman. All that being said, the sex with the Japanese woman is better because it's like, it's like you are you are entering forest that hasn't been entered in a long time. Like you're in great forest and you are disrupting it and it's reacting a lot. And that, that in itself is very exciting. Um, all that being said, uh, and, and, you know, and I'll tell you, the, 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 you know, the, the wife I'm married to now, she's probably the worst sex I've ever had in my entire life. Absolute worst. She is... She's, to me, she's about as sexy as a wet blanket in winter. But, but, I think, and, and I don't know why this is. It's like you, you never can get the whole package. When I stick my dick into her pussy, it is the best feeling pussy on my dick, period, I've ever had. And, and, and I told, when I was in Japan, when I was in Japan, I stuck it in, right, and we're doing it, and I nutted super fast, like like in a few minutes. But I was also rocking her after that. I just kept going. I was rocking her out. She orgasmed so hard, she stumbled off the bed and, like, tripped over herself and fell on the floor. Like, her legs gave out. So I was just like, I got on the phone the next day with my mom, 
and I said, I was really surprised. You know, I, I plowed through tons of Japanese women, you know, at that, at, you know, by that time. And I, I told my mom, I said, hey, mom, I met this gal named Psycho, and um, mom, that is like the best feeling pussy I have ever felt in my life. And my mom says, Justin, that's no reason to marry a woman. And we're married now and have three kids. That's listen. We're, we're, I, I've got. We're, we're running out of time for this segment. I'm gonna wrap it up and we're gonna pick this up. Uh, sex and love and relationships in Japan. Why is the Japanese woman superior to the American woman? I'm Trevor David Houchin. This is nothing specific. 